0: We are up to now the seventh pedic of Masavta We're up to the Samach Vov Amir Aleph. And um, yeah, we're now in the second half of the Yivambas. So as an introduction to understand what's going on over here is when a woman gets married to her husband she brings in sometimes assets with her she might bring in properties with her and Exactly how does it work during her marriage? What happens to these properties? So there's two kinds of properties that she brings in. One is known as Nichse Meloig, which literally means plucked properties, and one is Nichsei Thermazel. Assets which are like iron, steel, and the sheep, and they don't budge. And this is how it works. Nichse meloig is when she brings in properties to the estate and she says, The property still belongs to me, but you take care of it while we are married. And if he passes away or they get divorced, he takes it right back, whatever state it's in. to give him an incentive to work hard on these properties, he gets all the dividends. He gets all the dividends, but he takes full responsibility for the properties. So if it goes uh, if it goes down the value, you know, if he ruins it, whatever it is, he's totally responsible. And um, but if it goes up and down, it's all hers. <clears throat> That's called nifsimile, which means the property, even while staying with the husband, belongs to her. It's just that the dividends go to him. Then you have nixet term Basel, which we sometimes call dowry, which basically they quantify the value of the property at the time of the marriage, and they put it into the ksuvah, they include it in the ksuvah, and um, and they write that this property here is being given to the husband, and at a value, let's say thousand dollars, and if uh, he passes away or whether they, if he divorces then he has to pay her that amount of money, regardless of whether the property goes up in value or decreases decrease the value, that's the fixed amount he has to give. So we say that, <clears throat> that while they're married, the property is considered his, and are totally his because he's fully responsible. Any loss or thing is, is, is his loss or his gain. So that's as if it's his property. That's basically the two kinds of, of assets. Now we're also gonna learn, if a woman, Yisroel, marries a koyan, she's entitled to eat truma. And not only is she entitled to eat truma, but if she brings in, let's say, if she has servants, the servants are also entitled to eat truma because they're her, even though it's her servant, let's say it's Nichsim Meloik, which are hers, nevertheless, entitled to eat truma, we learn from a pasik. And Nichsim Barzal are entitled to eat truma because they're really his. While they're married, they're considered his. So Nichsim Meloik considered hers, Nichsim Barzal considered his. Here we're going to talk about, interesting that the Mishnah, before it tells you the rule about a, a Yiddish woman marrying a koyin, it really starts off a negative way. Somebody who is forbidden to marry a coin or a koyin gadol, and um, what happens to her servant? So it says the Mishnah, gadol, if a widow marries a coin gadol, but it's forbidden, or a gurusha of of or if a divorcee, or a chalutz marries an ordinary koyin, and so they're not, in a way, they're living in sin, but the marriage is a full marriage. <clears throat> is uh it depends Hekhnisa loy. there's two possible ways of her bringing in these assets either avdei meloi these servants are like avdei meloi which means they belong to her but he has use of them and uh, and he gets all the different materials of the input so those servants are considered technically hers and then you have avdei term barzo where they work out a an amount they quantify an amount put that into the suva so there's avodim are his now the mishnah delineates further Abdimalai, if it's Abdimalai, literally Malay means pluck, like a chicken is plucked, the chicken remains, he only does take off the feathers, but the chicken remains the same. These asses belong to her, but he takes off the feathers, the dividends, and the incentive to work on it. Abdimalai, like, if it's Abdimalai, she's living in sin, even though she might be able to eat Truma, she cannot pass it on to her servants, her servants cannot um, eat Truma whatsoever. <clears throat> and so, and, and, and why? Because she became a khalala. Now that she married a coin godl, she became a Chalala, which uh, therefore, if you were had hatchum, for example, they wouldn't be Kainim, So her servants are not allowed to eat. explain why. Okay. But Abdul Turnbazil, if it's his, they can eat. Because the fact is, he's a coin, he's not a Chalala, so therefore they can eat. They win Abdul Malik. And he explains what exactly are Abdul Malik in Maysui, if let's say they die, Maysu lost her loss. And if they let's say increased in it's her game, in other words, they belong technically to her, it's her servants Even though the husband, while they're there, he has to take care of them, provide for these servants, and he gets the benefit of their work, but he has to take care of them, nevertheless, they're hers. What are considered the servants of uh, slaves of a uh, time Metal like iron. He made so they're technically his. So if they die, made it's his loss. He still has to pay, let's say they worked out a thousand dollars slave. If they die during that time, too bad on him. So he still has to pay her out a thousand dollars. In other words, who owns the slave? He does. <laughs> like we increased the value, whatever it is, it's his game. <laughs> because he's totally responsible. So now the, note that the Moro later the mission doesn't say that because it's his, it says because he's totally responsible. They can the from now we go to the ordinary case Bas Yisrael, a jewish woman she married a coin she brought in a number of servants with her into the marriage doesn't matter whether they're considered maloig um, or Basil. if she is uh she's a israel who's allowed to marry a coin and she can eat truma. she can pass on the, also that right to her servants even if the servant belonged to her she had the right to pass it on Had Koyin. What about the daughter of a koyin who was entitled to eat truma until she married Nisli Married Yisrael. As soon as she married Yisro, she forfeits her right to eat truma. And while she was married, while she was unmarried, her servants were able to eat truma. But not. But now that she married the Abadim brought in servant again makes no difference between abdim lelegum and Yisrael. Even abdim lelegum used to belong to her. She's a bas Koyen, Doesn't matter since she lost her right to eat truma now that she's married to Yisro. So to her servants, they cannot eat truma says the Gemara. let's understand, and it is whole Mishnah, the Avdei Molo'i, these Avdei Molo'i, you tell me that Avdei Molo'i, in the case where it's in sin, they they cannot eat truman. And my question is, am I, why not? The fact is that now that they're married, so it's as if the, the Koyin had, um, had has a Koyen in these servants, so why shouldn't they be eat? The time we learn. Menayin le Koyen sh'nal se'yesha. Koyen marries a woman. Kon avodim. And bought slaves, uh, servants. She yehichu trume. How do you know that the Koyen can pass on the right to eat trume? His wife or to pass on to avodim. It says the Koyen k'yik ne nefesh k'nyakas for hu yehichu boi. That he has the right, that if he makes an acquisition, he has the right to um, feed them, Truman. How do you know that if his wife? Uh, let's say she was a Bas who married this coin. How you know that if she, um, let's say, pur- purchased slaves from her She owns the properties, And she per- purchased slaves from her, Um. Or Let's say this, this: the slaves of a coin buy other slaves. Now, how do slaves have any money to be able to buy others? Somebody gave him a gift and said on the condition that your master has no care, care, share in it. So then it, the mass has no share in it, as Rashi explains. So uh, they bought. How uh, do you know that extends even the next link? So permission. it says the kinyan Well, these words kinyan <laughs> Kaspu, is extra. Just say the kohen makes an acquisition. Why does it say kinyan <laughs> Kaspu? That even if they go ahead and they you know add another layer, also they're entitled. Kinyan noy. If his <laughs> kinyan, Shekona kinyan, Shekona kinyan oichu um that what that if his servants they buy other servants or if his wife brings and buys other servants they're also entirely truma. and the rule is mm-hmm. if they themselves are entitled to eat for example the wife entirety truma because she's married to a coin then she has the right to pass it on to her servants and mm-hmm. but if you yourself cannot eat then you cannot pass it on. So let's say the a Koin Godless She's a halala, so therefore she cannot pass it on to herself. So he no, you're telling me, because she cannot eat, therefore she cannot pass it on? Let me ask a question about the oral. You have a coin who's an oral, who's uncircumcised. Even if it's for a valid reason that his brothers were hemophiliacs and they've all died under the night, under the bris, by the bris. And uh, therefore, according to Allah, he has to remain an oral. As, nevertheless, this oral, the Chol HaTmei, and anybody, any coin who's tummy, and while they are tummy, they cannot eat Truman. So the question is, during that period, can their, let's say, their wife eat Truman? Because since the coin himself cannot eat Truman, maybe he cannot pass on during that week or that time, the short term, she cannot eat either. The din is that they can continue eating. So your, your principle you just gave that if you, the coin himself cannot eat, cannot pass it on. So if the wife, for example, lives in sin with the coin, so she cannot eat Truman, Therefore, her servant also cannot eat Truman, is not correct. So what are you comparing the two? Really the coin is technically um, able to eat ruma. There's a side issue here that he can't because the coin is tummy, or because the coin is uncircumcised. But as a coin, he could eat rumour. Here she was uh, she cannot eat ruma because she's now a halala. It's, so it's not a side issue, that's who she is, and therefore she cannot pass on the right to her servants. So what about a mom? An interesting case. You have, let's say, a Yisrael, a Jewish girl, who marries a koin, and they had a daughter. Now, the law is that if a a Yisrael is married to a koin, she can eat truma. If the koin dies, then she no longer has a right to truma. But if she produces children, then because of her, on account of her children, since she brought koinim into the world, she can go ahead and she can continue truma. If she, let's say, had a daughter, and then the daughter married a mamza and had a son. So now all she has is a grandson who who is a mamza. And um so let's say the daughter died, and the only reason, the only connection that you have here to the coin's family is a grandson who happened to be a mamzer. And um, the din is that she can eat tumor because of him. Why? The fact is she had children from a coin. Doesn't matter the child, the grandson is a mamzer. The fact is she had a child from a coin, and therefore she can eat. <clears throat> Now, the truth of the matter is it makes no difference if the, if the child is a mamza, it's irrelevant. The fact is a mamza, could have been a, uh, her daughter married a Yisro and now had a grandson. And, and the finish is that she can still eat truma, even though her daughter died, she can, and the husband died. She can still continue eating truma because her grandson is a Yisro. Because the fact is that this grandson came from a Oqayin as well. But just so happened to be in the Mishnah talks to my mamza, so we mentioned mamza. But so that part really is irrelevant. Um, so now the question is, now this grandson cannot eat trumel because he's a yisroel, and, and yet the grandmother can eat because of him. So, what he, so you see that your rule is incorrect. I want to we We're talking about where it's an acquisition. A grandson is in the genes, biological. So therefore, when it's biological, and the idea is that the coin um, that a, a child is left, is, it is a child from this coin. It doesn't matter that the child's a grandson who happens to be so and that's a biological fact. Therefore, the mother can eat. We're talking about where there's no biological connection, merely through a kenyan And therefore, if she herself cannot eat, nor can her servants. <muchas> <muchas> it <muchas> comes to Kenyan, only if she herself can eat, then she has the capacity to pass it on. But if she cannot, you can't. When it comes to biologicals, it doesn't matter. If the grandson is a soul. the fact is it came from a coin, and the grandmother can eat. Rav says, so that's one answer. Rubber comes along and says, no, I would say, <muchas> I would say, she actually can eat you're right, the servants can eat. Um, you don't need this rule that you know that you yourself have to eat to be able to pass it on, not necessarily so. the servants would be even though she cannot eat, the servant should be able to eat. So why is it the law and the Mishnah says that the servant cannot eat in a case where it's an illegal marriage? So he says in that Isa could eat, but the rabbi So the came in and then stepped in. should in order she should say, wow i cannot eat even my slaves who are innocent they cannot eat that must be because yes, be, i'm living in an illicit relationship and maybe maybe this will remind, or make her alert her to the fact that she's living in sin and that maybe then therefore she will leave the marriage exit this marriage that's why it's done Navashi says similar but he says gzeda you're right from the territory perspective you could pass on the slaves but we're also worried about something else and therefore, she can. What that? Is? What is that? Um, they are talking about. Let's say this this widow could be a, kohen, a bas herself, and she married. Let's say, or she was a, a, a divorcee, a bas koyin, and she married a, a koyin. If we can allow her to um to, and she's a Halal now. And we, if we can allow her, and she couldn't eat trouble while she's married to koyin, because she's a Halal. if we can allow her to 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 feed her servants. She's going to think that even my husband died, I can continue eating. Why? She'll say, "My first husband was alive. I ate truma before I married my first husband. I ate truma after my first husband died. I went back to my family. I continued truma. Now my second husband was alive. Um, maybe that now that he died, I can continue giving my servant truma." She so says, "That uh, continuing after me?" You might have saw El then even Abbas Yisro a Forget about Abbas' coin. What about if you're worried that what's going to happen after the coin's demise? So, what happens if Abbas Yisrael marries a coin, which before she was married to Nalani Truman, now that she was married to Truma, like Taichel, maybe she shouldn't feed her servants any, um any, what do you call it, any um, Truman. So, why don't you worry that she'll continue feeding them after her husband dies? If you're worried about the continue, then continue as well. And what about she? The talking about We are talking about a widow that she herself was a Basquey. The Asila Aruya, she's going to convince herself that maybe she can continue feeding his slaves only in this case, why is that? when she um left her first husband they get her servant continued eating truma because she was a vast coin. if we're going to allow the service to continue eating truma while she is married to the coin, even though she she herself claps because she's she's living in sin but if her servant continued eating while she's married to the second husband is um <clears throat> She'll think, well, the second cousin died, these servants can continue, reading. because I remember after my first husband uh, died, they continued illegally, so she thinks after the second husband, since during the second husband's life, they were ruma, they can continue afterwards. That's the problem. The first time around, she was living, she was not living in sin, she was not a halala, therefore, even after the husband died, she went back home to her family, and the servants ring on account of her now that she married, which you should see in the Borsi, she married a coiner which was alman, and married a godwell, she herself became a Khalala. So she herself is no longer a right to each other. Therefore, she cannot pass it on to, to, uh, to the slaves. It says, okay, it all makes sense. If she's a widow, she might make this mistake. But If she's a bastard, soul, she won't make this mistake, this error in judgment. So why can't she feed the true murder to the slaves while she's married to a coin? She won't convince herself that after the coin, does not continue feeding. You know that you no longer have a coin in your life, and you're a soul. She won't make that mistake. You're right. If they found it too difficult to make distinctions, all and that's it. Easy that way. Okay, so here's a very fundamental question regarding Nichit to So we assessed, let's say, this particular land. We said that this land is worth a thousand dollars. You put that in, incorporate that in the it's now nixed to it's his property, and whatever it's worth at the time of the let's say the divorce or when he dies, that's what they had to take out of the state, thousand dollars, doesn't matter regardless of the value of the field. The question is, but what happened at this stage? You said, you know what, I want the field back. Um, um he I met her, she says, tell us. I want to take my field back and it's mine who i'm a dominant. and he says no we put it in the thing it's my field i owe you a thousand dollars and that's it in me me. so who's right now he says at the end of the day it's her asset and therefore she says i want it back and she just has to pay him the difference so for example the asset now is worth fifteen hundred dollars and he only owes on a thousand she has to pay the five hundred but uh, she has a right to claim it back because it's hers. Rabami says, no. You forfeited any rights to the property when you put that in the kluvah. It became totally his. Very fundamental argument regarding Yichsitz her Barzel after the demise of the husband. Who's it? with her because it's a pride to her family that they own this house, they own this particular property, and therefore, <coughs> if now it's if the husband no longer around, it should go back to the family estate. And Rabami the laws with him. Since we learned in the it says clearly in the Mishnah, let's say we're servants and they died, it's his loss. the value of the servants went up, hayseidah it's his gain. In other words, it seems to the Mishnah clearly that it's his; it belongs to the husband. Because he's responsible, therefore he should eat it. So your whole basis of the Mishnah, if you were Rab, Rab amis, the whole basis that belongs to his husband. Completely, even after let's say they divorce, and he says, I want the field, it stays with the husband, or if he dies, it goes to the, 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 the heirs. And you hope, based our mission, I would say for the mission, as a proof, actually does the opposite. Because what's the mission's wording? Does our mission say the reason why the, 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 the whether it goes up the value or decreases the value, it all goes to the husband? Does it say because it's his? Does it say it's his? It says it's only because he's responsible. On the contrary, the fact that we say it's his responsible sounds like it's not really his, just that he took on a full responsibility and therefore he has gains or losses. Really, in fact, it's not his. Forget the wording in the Mishnah. Let's talk about the principle that you're going to tell me that you're going to interpret the Mishnah, it's not really the husband, it's only his responsibility. What is the result of the Mishnah saying that it's his responsibility, that he feeds the Avodim. The Avodim can eat even though he's married illicitly. It's his slaves and he can eat. Doesn't that tell you itself that it belongs to the coin? Because it didn't really belong to the coin. It's only his responsibility. He cannot then feed them. I'll prove it to you. The the Chai, all it is is that he's totally responsible. That gives him the right to pass on the, light, the right to room. Let me ask question. But now we learn you stroll a hired a, a, a bull, a coin from a coin. The, coin. the bull belongs to a coin, and he yid came along and hired it, which takes the responsibility, it gets stolen, the loss is totally responsible. The law is, he can still continue feeding the, the, the animals. Animal fodder that has Truma, which is far cheaper than that because technically it technically still belongs to Kain. Even though the, the Yisrael is responsible, doesn't make it the Yisrael. He's just responsible for a Kain's cow. So you can feed the coin's cow with Truma. <clears throat> what about the other way around? Kain hired a bull from a Yid. <speaking in Hebrew> He's responsible, he has to take care of the animal, but it's not his. It still belongs to Yisrael. <speaking in Hebrew> So clearly from here we see it's based on responsibility. It doesn't in any way make it yours. It doesn't give the right to true. Says the Yamada, that it, 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 the mother says there are levels of responsibility. The level of responsibility that the coin has, the, the level of responsibility that this coin has to um, <clears throat> to the animal is not the same thing as the responsibility the coin has for the assets that the white brings into the state. But his brother has a question. He now made a mechayev begeneva The truth that you are liable. You're when it comes to the, okay. When it comes to a, a, a what do called a shamer. Uh, 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 somebody hires something, you're responsible for loss of fare. but but if there was an accident, for example, you're exempt. Or let's say he gets weaker than the animal, or the, the depreciation, it's not your responsibility. No, it's not yours. You're just a hirer, and you're just responsible for things of like slight negligence. That's not a full responsibility. If you, wanted to, you want to bring a simile to our mission, the, the husband or the wife, where he takes full responsibility, I'll give you an example, and you'll see that he does feed Truman. For example, if Yisrael then goes ahead and assesses the value of the animal from a coin, so now it's considered if he sells to the coin, the animals are $500, and I'm going to give you back $500. So then, he he, it now is treated as if it belongs to the Yisrael, and he can no longer feed the truman. But the way around, a coin, let's say assess the value of an animal, give it a value when he hired him <clears throat> and, uh, and basically he said to him that I am going to return to you an animal I, I bought for you, I, I rented to you an animal worth $500, I'm going to return to you an animal worth $500 so if it decreases or increases the value or if it's a decrease of value or an accident happens or something happens, I will reimburse you the difference so there it's a full responsibility and there we say if a coin did it yeah, the coin could give it true. so we see that full responsibility makes it a coin, the same in our Mishnah that um, that the husband now is um, has a uh, what do you call has a, is a is a uh, what do you call full responsibility <clears throat> and uh, so therefore there's no proof of my mission. So, you and so this follows Rabbi Huda really does not belong to the coin. The wife can say, I want to back. I, why can you feed him Truman? Because he has such a responsibility, appreciation, and, and so on. That's considered, as far as Truman is concerned, the, the Kohens, and he can feed the servants Truman, even though he's married, it was only to this woman. But uh, <coughs> it's not really his. That's why Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Abayi and Shulapig of Nachman and Rabbi Abayi was saying that the end of the the Sheir of Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yosef was saying that Tani goes Avi. We found a brayser that supports Rabbi Yehuda that says it's still hers that she can take it back. And the Tani was Abami. We found another brayser that goes the Rabami that one that is his and she cannot take <inaudible> it back. Tani was Abami. We're <inaudible> learning Abami that it's his. It says clearly Avdei Tzayim Bas. But we know the law is that if you have an Evi Tani, you're not supposed to set them free. But if you knock out their tooth. Or gouge out an eye, you have to set them free. So in the so av if the avodim are. So in Basel, that means they belong to him, to the to the to the to the man. And then it goes out to Sheva If the, if the husband knocked out a tooth, or the husband let's say blinded one eye of the servant, so then because it's it's considered his servant, and the law is if it's your servant, set him free. but of the wife. Even Though initially she it's, it's her it was her servant, but now she gave it over to him. If the wife knocked out a tooth, said, then um, it's not hers, he doesn't go free. You have to compensate them, but he doesn't go free. So, what is he clearly from here? We treat them as whose servants are they, totally the husband and the wife relinquished her ownership. That supports the view of Rab Ami. However, Tani, when the beauty goes in the price like Rabbi, that's still hers, it says, What happens? They worked out, you know, so in Basel, they worked out a price. Let's say on the, on the property if the husband wants to sell if the husband wants to sell, he can't sell in other words it's not his it's still hers furthermore even if he in return you know set aside a property and said this property is, is in, you know is um is, is, in, is a, as I guess as, um, uh, a lien for the your property still he cannot sell. Because it's not, at the end of the day, the asset is not his. She can say, I want it back. She can say, I want it back. Mohrush name, let's say, either one of them turned around and actually sold it. So they needed it, let's say, for a livelihood. So you might say, well, if this attack actually happens in real." they took the term by so either the wife or the husband sold it. So the bride's can say that neither of them had a right. The husband had no right, because it's not his. The wife had no right because at the moment he, she, she allowed the husband to work with it. And Omar says <laughs> he went along and said that if, um, if he sold the property without her knowledge, and then this is actually version, Tracy disagrees. And then he died. The wife can go and take the property right back because you had no the husband had no right to sell it. It's not his property. Clearly, it's the wife's. Tracy's argument says that she could even do it while the husband was alive. Yet if he had no right to sell it, why wait till he dies? Even when the husband's alive, she has the right to come in and say, give it back to me. And Rashi goes further that even the husband himself, if the wife let's say predeceases him, he has the right to go back to the person who bought it from him that he sold, say, so give it back to me. Now that I'm standing in the place of my wife, I could take it right back. So what does he clear from here? The property is still the wife. Um, the Rabbah first said "Name Nam Ramnachman, the Haloch is like Rabbiuda, that the asset still after she, the husband dies of the it goes back to her if she wants. Um, he wants it. Umli Rabbi Ranachman, so Rabbit said Ramnachman after he's declared that the Haloch is like Rabbih. I still don't understand. He says, Well, Tanya didn't believe the Raiza Kabash Rabbi like Rabambi, that the property is not his. So Yamara says, I've got a time because Rabbami, even though Rabami, it makes more sense. Time with Rabbi Huda, the, the logic of Rabbi Huda. The, even though Rabami we have a braisa, but it makes more sense. Rabbi Huddha says that the asset at the end of the day still belongs to her, even though they make it a fixed asset. <speaking in the language> because it's really a pride of her family and therefore belongs back in her family as one of their assets. Hayita was a woman, the Ayla <language> Gabra, that she brought into the marriage to her husband, Itzla de Milsa, beautiful little cloak and they put it in the and uh, and they wrote down the value and everything else. So now we just passed in the law that that after the husband dies, if she wants, she says, Don't give me the fixed value, I want the I want the code back. Shaklu what happened was the ears jumped in who pursue they used it to cover the deceased. The, the now we have a rule that that anything that, that is involved with a with a mace that comes let's say was used for a mace is also bahana. So the, the question here was, what happened? Rabba says, he ruled that now the cloak is with the maid. She wanted it back, and she said, you had no right to cover my husband with it. And uh, But they did it. So Rubber said, too late. The son of said, the son of The grandson of Rav said to Rav when he heard about this halacha, he said about my grandfather, my grandfather, that it's still hers, so therefore she can take it back. Omele, he said, you're right. However, Rabbi will have to concede that even though she has a right to take it back, but till she takes it back, it's not in her possession. It's in the possession of the husband or, the, of his, or his heirs. The mechuse is still lacking the collecting. The, the collection still has to take place, which means right now, who's holding on to it? The heirs. The, even the mechuse and the fact is right now, she didn't collect it yet. She didn't enforce the law. They should say, it's by them. So and then now they put it around the mace. So what? So what so why can't you take it back? Because Rubber himself said, rubber the time, rubber said there are three instances where even though you committed something, you put a lean on something, but uh, factors later can change it all around. What are they? my rubber. We had this on a few occasions. Uh, rubber said we had so on. Rubber said we had it before as well. Rubber said, hegdish, that let's say if if you um go ahead and take something um <clears throat> You make you, you make you sanctify something called kadushas. I you say that, that this animal itself, for example, should become uh, totally holy. So, you um, you let's say you said you're going to give this this animal is going to you know go to my lender, and then you go ahead and you decide to make a hackish that it completely unravels any ties it has to the lender. Same thing here, even though the property has to go back to the wife by uh putting it around the, the mace, which make which is us, awesome, which is like the case of hummits. That's it once it comes to Osabano, it unraveled any connections that had to her. Because at the time the children had the, they still had in their possession, they could do it. Khambe, for example, for guy lent uh, 100 dollars to Yid, and he gave him some bottles of whiskey, but he didn't put it in the guy's house. Could be put it in the guy's house, we'll have we had order It's called knew Etzla. You left it in the guy's house, it's it's all right after Pesa. But you left it in your own house, but you committed it to the guy. So you can argue it's not my chametz over Pesach with the goyes and therefore after Pesach I'm allowed to drink from it. And we say, no, that comes along chametz on Pesach, the Isra Hanoah, and cuts off that connection to the guy It becomes like chametz in the Jew's house and it's forbidden after Pesach. Same over here. The mace is also b'hanor and therefore it cuts off the, wife, the wife's connection to it. <clears throat> and the same thing is because it's sitting in the Yis house. And the same thing is, but if we're sitting in the guy's house, then it's no longer it's no longer a collection that has to be done it's sitting right there in the guy's house as a security. So then we say it's different. And the last case is Meshichr. If let's say, for example, if a Yid said to the lender, I'm getting this, this Evid is going to be my security. And then the bar went ahead and set free this uh, Evid. It's no longer security for the loan, <clears throat> um, And in modern security, if you say you can take your, your payment from the servant when the time comes up, Mafkim Shibit has cancelled any connections. Okay, so therefore we, we, we rule that it belongs, it's the at the end of the day, it's a wife's estate one, and she has the right to collect it back, but it has to collect it before it becomes completely hers. will just Let's say she brought in two Caleb and fixed the price the El for a thousand dollars. She said that these two together are worth a thousand dollars, put that in exhibit, and in he has to get it back to her if they divorce. Or he, or he he predeceased her. Got to get back a thousand dollars. But what happened was with Shavchi? It increased the value. There's inflation. But on the Alshneilah, now each K is worth a thousand dollars. Together they were two thousand dollars. And now, and she said, I want it back. Is So she gets one back as so she's offered a thousand thousand dollars. So they give her back one of them, and it's the value of a thousand dollars. So that was a fixed asset. But there's still one more, and she wants it back. The the other one, she has to pay for. You have the right to take it back, but you have to pay the value now, which is $1,000. . But why does she have the right to take it back? Because it's a pride of the family possessions. They want it back. Michael Maslam, what are you trying to teach? that she has the right to take it back. We already said before, before the whole argument, whether you can take it back or not. What are you introducing here New that we didn't know before? No, says, I would have thought I would have thought that when does she have a right to take it back if it's still the same value as it was originally in the Ksuvah. So she says, well, it's still $1,000 for two of them. Give it back to me. I will make them dummy, but can she force them to give it back to me and she'll pay the difference? I would have thought that's very different. It's no longer part of the Ksuvah. It's like it's a new transaction. How can she enforce it? that She has every right to take it back. Okay, have a good day.